0: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us your son so that we may see, O Lord. Help us see what you want to tell us. Help us understand what your message is today, O Lord. And that we may put it into practice in our daily lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we saw... The blindness of the Pharisees. We saw how blind they were towards Jesus. But what about us? Are we blind? Our passage is from Psalms 119. Not the entire 119. (laughs) Verse 18, which reads, Open my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things out of your law. From here, we're going to take four specific outtakes um, or pictures that we see within the passage. And then I will give you seven distinct applications From the passage itself. The first thing that we see in the passage is that God opens our eyes. That means that we are blind before God opens our eyes. Certainly, we could say that an unbeliever can't see the truths. Of God. Certainly, we can say that an unbeliever is dead in their transgressions. And I don't know about you, but most dead people have their eyes closed. They can't see. Colossians, Paul tells us that we are dead in our transgressions and our trespasses. And so, the first thing we need to understand when we read this passage is if we're not in Christ, our eyes are closed. We are dead. In fact, we are in darkness. John 12 46 tells us that Christ is the light of the world. But without him, we are in darkness. And so we can't see. We are spiritually blind. I don't know many blind people. But I remember when I was younger that apparently I needed glasses. I couldn't see. It was fifth grade. I remember clearly. Because that was the year they found out I was dyslexic as well. Blind and dyslexic. That's how bad I was. <laughs> and yet God gave the grace to be in a country where I could get glasses and where I can get training so I cannot show my dyslexia as much. But the truth of the matter is that we are all born Blind. We saw this morning how a man was born blind. But the truth is, we are all born blind. But God didn't leave it that way. Look what Isaiah prophesies on Isaiah 42, 16. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In a path that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn their darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. God sent his son so that he could give us sight. Which leads me to the second point. God opens our eyes. He wants to open our eyes. He wants us to see his spiritual wonders. He wants us to be able to acknowledge him. As we looked at the Isaiah passage, we see that God wills that we would not be blind. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be our light, our light in our darkness. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. In essence, he gives us light by recreating us to a many extent. As we saw this morning, he put mud. Many scholars think it might have been that he was recreating his eyes. We are mud. That's what we are. God mold us out of mud. And it's interesting that Jesus uses mud to recreate his eyes. So that he could see. Now, this is not necessarily true, and it cannot be the only interpretation of that, but it is interesting. Jesus gives us eternal life. Even though we are in our sin, and therefore we are blind, remember the question that Pastor Paul kept saying? Why is he blind? Why can't he see now? Who gave him sight? Was he really blind? And the original question was was he blind because of his parents' sin or his sin? We are blind because of our sin. But the Wages, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift, is f- the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ gives us life and sight. Which brings me to the third point. God opens our eyes so that we may see wondrous things. This is the prayer of the psalmist, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. The psalmist prays, please, to God, let me see wondrous things. Now, as a good Baptist and not a good um, Pentecostal, I don't mean wondrous things as in miracles. I mean one, real wondrous things. This morning we saw how when we preach the gospel, people are born again. And they can see again. We see the miracle of eternal life every day we proclaim the gospel Those are wondrous things. We see God's work in our lives. As we become more and more like Jesus Christ, those are wondrous things. As we become more and more holy, those are wondrous things. Jesus came into this world so that we could see So that we can see the works of God. And it's because God is committed to show his works. Look at what the psalmist says in Psalm um, 64. Then all mankind fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. He shows us, he shows men wondrous things. God is committing to show himself. To the point that when Jesus came, he came to give us not only eternal life and sight, but give us a relationship with him. And this was not a casualty. This is not a thing that just happened. This was planned. And it wasn't just planned generally. It was planned specifically. In John 6, we read, All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Jesus came for his church. Jesus came to give life and sight to his church. And he does this by the fourth point. We see the things, these things, in the law of God. Look at what the psalmist says again that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And it's interesting that it's talking about the written law. It's not just talking about wondrous things that I would see in the world or the miracles you would do, but the things that are in the law. There's where we see the wonders of Christ. There's where we see the wonders of God in His law in Scripture. Because the law shows our sin. It is a mirror. And so we can see how God changes us. We can see the wonder of His change in us. Because the law shows us His character. It shows who God is and what he wants from us and what he expects. If you don't believe me, read Exodus 20. It doesn't only tell us the law of God, but it also tells us who he is and what he expects of us. Just reading Verses 4 through 6. Look at this. You shall not make yourself a craven image or any likeness of any co- anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, for I the Lord, your God, I'm a jealous God. He shows us who He is, how He is. Ultimately, the Word of God became flesh and was among us. His Word, Jesus Christ, the pinnacle, the apex of the entire Bible lived among us and showed us how to live and gave us sight so that we can say like Paul, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. Romans seven twenty two. So what are we to take all of, it, of all of this? Well, first... I'm in the application part. (laughs) First, if you haven't met Jesus Christ, he wants to give you sight. Come to Jesus. Don't think like we learned this morning that you can see the truth of God. Instead, come to him. He is willing to give you sight. God is searching you. Come to him. But what about us who have met Christ? Are we blind? But to a certain extent, we are. Unfortunately, we have filters because of our sinfulness. And we don't see God clearly. The Bible says that we see Him as through a veil. We don't see Him clearly. But how can we see him more clearly? Well we have to put on our glasses, right? The scripture is our glasses. The scripture shows us who God is. So read your Bible. Read your Bible. And not just read your Bible, but meditate in your Bible. Memorize your Bible, pray your Bible, sing your Bible, live your Bible. Isn't that what we do at Grace Covenant? Isn't that our motto? Since God opens our eyes through the substitutionary atonement of his Son, Through the work of the Holy Spirit and the means of us reading, hearing, singing his law, his word, his son. Let us come to Jesus that we may see his wondrous works in our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you, O Lord that you have given us sight and that you continue to give us sight to know you more and more so that we, we, we may be conformed to the image of your son. Lord, we praise you that it, even though this is a simple message, oh Lord, it is so true and sometimes so hard to follow. Help us be diligent, oh Lord in the reading of your scripture. Help us be diligent, O Lord, in the commuting with our brothers and sisters so that we can pray and we can sing and we can delight and grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen.